What up, y'all? It's your boy 1080G. This is the Unfocused and Focused Podcast. We are back once again. Got my boy Tastro in the building. What up, what up, what up? What's good, y'all? Got my man James Worthy. We got a what special up, guest up? tonight, man. I'm excited. James Worthy is in the building. For those that don't know about James Worthy, man, let, let's tell them something about yourself real quick, man. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Well, to sum it up, uh, I'm a recording artist, uh, producer, songwriter, entrepreneur, um, actor as well. Just, just a businessman. Got you, got you. And where you from, bro? I'm from Queens, New York. Queens, New York. I'm from yes, Queens, man. You ain't yeah, from Queens, fam, man. Family, family. Yeah. Word, word. Yeah, yeah that's man. what I'm you talking about. Know. You already know the vibe. Yeah. 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 So, um, I'm from St. Albans, Queens. Um, you know, right off. Francis Lewis, right next to Andrew Jackson High School. Wow. Um, yeah, that's that's my stomping ground, man. New York is a yeah, man. I'm so mad I couldn't I, I can't get up to New York uh, anytime soon. Well, I haven't been able to because of the whole COVID thing. Oh so yeah, New yeah. York's been locked down and you know going through some things. So I'm like, let me let me wait it out. Yeah, it was. It's been a while for me as well. I, I was trying to make it back, but my family wasn't hearing that. I got some. You know, yeah. older people in my family, and they like, nah, nah, I'm straight on that. You could, you could keep all that COVID stuff in Atlanta. I know how y'all doing out there. Yeah, man, I'm not trying to catch none of that. <laughs> so I've been staying in my little cocoon. Yeah, come out when I need to come out. True, true. So New York, you know, no disrespect to Atlanta. You know, it's not where you're from; it's where you at. And we in Atlanta right now, and I love Atlanta. It's a beautiful place. You know, it's a the new home of music but you know at one point new york was the spot you know and, and yeah, it and, was it was and and it breeded a lot of greats and one of the greats that i wanted to talk about today is uh the late dmx um, out of out of yonkers that hurts man yeah yeah that, that was a that was a tough loss for the music community man what what did dmx mean to you james i mean dmx <laughs> was DMX to sum it up you know I mean I grew up on DMX and uh you know just just the the hunger you the, the energy you got from him I mean you know whether he was rapping or not you just felt the energy man you know? energy so, on another level yeah man. And, and you know I had a pleasure of meeting him a couple times man oh. just just a real cool humble guy you know he spoke to everybody you know who that would come up to him like he was just a regular person so um yeah, I mean it hurts, you know, as a as a, a DMX fan, you know, you never want to see the greats go like that, nah. but you know, that's life, you know. But at least I could say he's left the world with a great legacy, you know, musically, great bodies of work, you know what I mean, and um, you know his impact. True, true. What about you, Tastro? What did what did X mean to you, man? What type of imprint did he leave on you? I just remember first and foremost when he first came out, man, I was in high school <clears throat> and, you know, Pac and Big had, you know, just pretty much left the scene and there was pretty much this this void. Then this 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 guy came out of nowhere and it was like this this the shit was so different. The the barking, the the whole you you never seen nothing like that before. That he like X is one of those one of ones, yo. You know what I mean? Like when you, and, it, and it, I hate the fact that it takes things like this for people to finally get that that recognition and that yeah, accolade yeah. that they deserve. I but it's it. like it, he's one of the go he's, he's one of the goats, you know what I'm saying? Like he's definitely one of the goats. 
And so he the the impact that he left on me, the the just the the vulnerability of just being, you know, being able to express himself, whether it's him crying, whether it's him asking for help, whether it's him talking about him fighting his demons, like just being so open and honest about who he was, man, like you've never seen nothing like that, you know what I'm saying, since. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt by it just because I just remember so many years of having him with us. Like I remember seeing him perform in, in North Carolina and he had a big bottle of Henny. He took a swig. He passed it out. He passed it to the people in the front of the audience. It was like, yo, pass it around, pass it around, dog. Like that. So he was lit even in person. Man, listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and he, he, psh, that he it was had no a bottle facade. of Henny when you was around him too. <laughs> right, not not a bottle of Henny, but you know, he was but he was like that though. Like, you know, he was just a people person. You know what I mean? Like he was he just he rocked with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I I think one of the most interesting things about him that that I've heard is the fact that he made praying cool. You know, thank God I'm focused. I'm a big believer in God and in in a lot of things that I have accomplished. You know, I, I gotta give honor to God and, and DMX. He always gave honor to God. You know, and a lot of people call him the Anointed One. You know, because of how he was able to bring that street, you know, thoroughness. But then, you know, who had that same thugged out street dude praying, you know, on 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 their knees, yeah. right, right. Um, giving thanks to God or, or praying to God for for help or forgiveness. And exactly. you know, I, I always thought that was cool. That was something totally different that I don't think. We had really seen Right We haven't You know when When he came out And yeah. even I mean maybe it's a few rappers That might pray on a little Intro Or skit or something But you know That was his thing Every every album had a prayer on it You know Every performance You see behind the scenes yeah. He got the The whole crew You know what Praying. I'm saying um, yeah. uh, I forget what tour that was uh, Pretty much every tour That I've seen Behind the footage from You know he He's the one doing the prayers You know He, he was a, a preacher um, It's crazy to see That he was living those Two different lifestyles But I guess it's just like Any preacher The, the preacher They in the pulpit They giving the sermon And yeah. you know Everybody following their lead And then next thing you know You you hear the same craziness yeah. with them Or they, they messing with kids They embezzling money Yeah and, I mean yeah. you know I always tell people man Nobody's exempt You know what I mean Like right. even the holiest Of people you think is You know the cleanest Sometimes is the dirtiest you know sure. what I mean? They got some shit with them. Yeah, they got some stuff with them. And, and like they say, the darkness always comes to the light. It's all about timing. True, You know what true, I mean? So true. he wasn't the same either. You know what I mean? He had his battles. But, you know, he it just so happened that he was trying to get himself together. And, you know, just a lot overtook him. You know what I mean? Because it's a rough game. True. But, um, you know, that's just the car's... You've been dealt, you know what I mean, and and plus too, like it's he's a product of his environment, too. right? You know what I mean, like he he was going through it from a very young age, you know, because I mean, just just to really really keep he it a bug, like I mean, he was a drug addict, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but he was introduced to that very young, yeah, and it's hard to shake that. Was right. he a, a foster child or? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was in foster care. He went through the whole juvenile detention centers and like <clears throat> a lot of the things that he went through as a child 
formed and molded him into what he did later on down the exactly, road. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like in and out of jail and things like that. And but the, the the crazy thing is like I've seen so many people just like that. They just had he just so happened to be a public figure. And we were able to see all his 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 ups and his downs every time he got arrested. I know niggas from the hood that get arrested all the time like that as far as whatever right. they got going on. So it, it's nothing that he was doing that was different than anybody else in that regard. And what, what made me, what, what made my soul like, what, I think why this hurts me a lot more is because I just recall myself watching like Drink Champs a few weeks ago. And I was like, damn, we've actually lived to see DMX with the gray beard. Because honestly, there's been several times where I thought DMX wouldn't be with us to this point. Mm, just yeah. the things that was always happening to him, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So the fact that we were able to actually see this man grow older, that gave me joy. But then it's like, damn, now I was happy when he did the verses with yeah, Snoop Dogg. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I was I was happy to see that. Yes, yeah, it, we was blessed. You yeah. know, that's that's the best way you could put it. We were blessed to be graced by that man and and, and be able to feel his music. You know, it was a few few different rappers in in New York that. Uh, I mean, it was a bunch of rappers, but it was a handful that the people in my neighborhood really grasped onto. And, you know, it was like 50 and um, DMX, uh, the Dipset, Cameron yeah. and them, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I remember my man, um, Cali. My man, Cali, he was one of the youngest out the crew. And his man was DMX. Everybody, you know, liked DMX. I, I bought a few of his albums, yeah. but... I mean, he was in love with DMX, so he was actually one of the first people I thought of, you know, when he passed away. I was like, I know Cali hurt right now, um, you know, but prayers out to... Uh, yeah, prayers out to his whole family and yeah. all his loved ones, his kids, you know, all of that. Yeah, everybody, and um, yeah, the, the, the legacy is going to live on, man. He, he made such an impact that... His legacy is is never gonna die. Le- legends never die. Facts. That's right. You know, and it, it was a beautiful thing. You know, to hear people blasting his music the day that they announced that he passed away. That's all I heard. And know? I love that man. I, I I love people championing him. But you know, we also gotta get out of the mode of don't champion me when I'm dead. Yeah. You know what man. I mean? Like like yeah like. And not not to say that you know you should be all the time, but you know, man, give people their flowers while they're here. You don't know what they're going through. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Like, True. like show them that you care. Yeah. While he's here, you know what I mean? Because I see the story all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you wait till somebody's gone to mm-hmm. really understand their impact. Right. That's what I just. That's what I was saying earlier. Like now, all of a sudden, he's gonna get that. Yeah. That respect. It seems like that he should have deserved while he was here. It's like now, yeah. it's like you have to be gone in order for someone to, to show that respect or put you on that accolade of, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of times when you look at like these greatest, greatest of all time lists, a lot of the people are already dead, bro. Like a lot of the people are already gone for the most part that they put on these greatest of all time lists. Mm-hmm. And it, should, it shouldn't be like that, man. So would, it, would, would they really be the greatest of all time if they was alive? That's the thing. Like, I feel like that shouldn't even be a thing. Like, it shouldn't. It really be, shouldn't. But. It shouldn't be. But it's like a lot of times you're put on that. It's like because I guess they know you're not going to make any more work. You don't have. You're not going to create any more music. Nothing else is coming out. All we can go by is what we have left of you. So with that, it's like 
we're gonna put you on the greatest of all time list. That's what it seems like to me. I hate that, but watch, that's what's gonna happen with X too. Because he was yeah. never he was never listed on when you think of these greatest greatest of all times list. When I see yeah, these lists, he wasn't on the top fifty no, rapper list no, or never. top ten, no, top twenty. No, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't, and he, and he was better than a lot of those those cats that they did have. Right, and he had a lot of he lot he had great records too. Like I don't think people put that in perspective. Like he had great records, like, right? Uh, better records than a lot of people. Exactly, you know so. Because I guess because of, because it wasn't so polished, it was all gritty. Like the, it was like he the, the the songs he made were never radio friendly. It's just the radio came to DMX because of you. You can't you can't deny that's true. That's you can't true. deny the force when it came to him. You know what I'm saying? He didn't never make. He didn't never. Make, I didn't. I don't recall any song. It was that he made. it was really only one single that was radio friendly, semi radio friendly, which was the one with Cisco. The what the, what, what, what they want? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that record, but that's the only like, like radio friendly kind of record. And it's still, yeah. it's still explicit, right? But, like in the like the radio format. Format, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, it was like he wasn't even looking for it then. He yeah, and that was that. and back then that was like a, a interesting collab, it like was. him and Cisco. Yeah, like that was an interesting collab. That was different. Which it was I loved it Like it was amazing yeah. But it was just different It was But it worked though It definitely it worked, worked though so, It definitely worked So my question is You know You got somebody like DMX Who was at Legendary status And and we said Legends never die Who, who are the new legends You know Cause I feel like Even Way before now way, You know I, I know you said we, we need to give flowers While people are here But mm-hmm. I feel like people knew for at least 10 years now that DMX was legendary status. Yeah. You know, but so... You, you know what it is? It's a little bit deeper than that to me, though, because, you know, you, you see this man crying for help. You see this man going through different things. And, you know, just me being in the industry, the industry is fickle. And people, most people don't reach out unless they want something from you or, or they feel like there's a gain to something they don't genuinely see how you're doing right you know what i mean and that's that's another reason why i said people got to give flowers while they're here yeah because again you don't know what they're going through i could be here and gone tomorrow right and you would never know you know what i mean and then plus two you know even from a fan perspective like don't just support me when i'm hot support me when i'm down as well because i need that that's true Okay, I feel exactly what you're saying. What I was actually getting at, though, you know, because um, I, I had this conversation with another one of my homies. We were talking about DMX and a few other artists, you know, like Drake right now. Drake is the hottest thing in in the music game right now. But other than Drake, you know, or, or, or let's talk about Drake. Drake. 20 years from now or, or, or say Drake stops making music right now 20 years from now are we gonna hear people blasting Drake you know the same way we did after DMX passed away are we gonna hear people like it's Drake of course you think so well you gotta got think about the audiences yeah DMX audience and Drake audience is totally different right so and, and there's music for different seasons as well it's gonna be. It's, there's times people love DMX music. There's times people love Drake music. Okay. It's never gonna die. Right. Okay. All right. So, other than Drake, 
who like what artists are we working with right now rapper or just anybody in general um i guess more so rapper but really artists in general you know and i guess when you say artists in general i'm automatically going to think like Chris Brown, Usher, and you know you, you're gonna hear those, those guys' music for a long time. But let, let's talk about rap since we we were okay. talking about rap. Um, who, well, who, I know who, I know who, Nipsey's music is definitely gonna stick. Okay, for a very I can see long that. time. Yep. Um, let me see. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is gonna stick okay. for a very long time. Okay. Cole, yeah. uh, J. Cole, J. Cole, definitely. Okay. Um, Shoot, Rhapsody, man. Shoot, Rhapsody. Yeah, even even though she's 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 not as mainstream as those guys, but she's still prominent. She's a slow burn. Yeah, I, f- I feel like she's a slow burn because the, and the reason why I say this is because I've been a fan of her since like 2010, and I remember trying to put people onto her before she before there was anything regarding Rock Nation or anything, and I I can say for a fact that she's been a slow burn. So I, I feel like she's gonna be one of those. And it's it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time that she re- she reaches that same prominence as Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. I feel like it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I agree so, with that. So we do have some artists that years down the line, we we still we still gonna be able to rock out. To yeah, it. absolutely, absolutely. Because I I was a little nervous. I was like, damn, DMX gone, and we losing these rappers. Who are we gonna be listening to years down the line? You know, when we get older. Um, Cause a lot of the newer rappers I don't know if you could really say that For you know It's a lot of talent out there Don't get me wrong Now, I, now are you basing it off of Mainstream rappers just alone Or are you basing it off of Mainstream and independent Um, I guess Mainstream Independent or, I mean I, I try to keep my ears to the streets a little bit I, But I'm not uh, In tune You know With the Underground Newer rappers But I just know as much as I could listen to a, a Playboy Cardi or as much as I could listen to a, a Young Nudie or 21 Savage, 21. you know, I don't know how much longevity um, these artists have. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a fan of each artist I just named, but I just don't know 20 years down the line if, if I'm going to be feeling them like that or, or if they're... Even their main fans are, are going to be feeling them like that, or maybe it's just a different. Um, well, once you got a cult fan base, it don't matter what you do. That's true. true. It's there. It's 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 been made. That's okay. number one. Number two is consistency. So let's just take somebody like like Young Thug. Young Thug is a consistent artist, right? Now, con- contrary to other people, maybe you might not like. Young Thug Or you might not be a huge Fan of his music like that But he has a cult fan base Mm -hmm. And he's consistent always (laughs) So his music is gonna still thrive Yeah I guess the the thing I feel like Is the difference And I could be wrong Is is like that soul You know it's just like The the music Even uh, the R&B music I feel like it had more soul Back in the day You know you listen to like Aretha Franklin or uh, Anita Baker or, um, you know, it's a number of artists. I don't know if that same soul goes in to the music, you know, so I don't know. So what makes you feel that way? Um, Y'all are the musicians, so, you know, I, I I could be totally wrong, but I'm just speaking from a fan 
uh, perspective. But I guess when I really think about it, you know, they're speaking on their personal life and, you know, their, their upbringing and the things that they've gone through. So I guess at the end of the day, they are putting their soul into it. Um, are you speaking on their content or are you speaking on the vocal performance? Uh, I would say, I would say both, you know, but what, what, what do y'all think? You think the, the same amount of soul is just, I do. Maybe it's just a disconnect? It's, it's not, I think, for, I think for you, honestly, there's a lot of music out there, first and foremost. There's an influx of music. So you have to be able That's to kind of cipher through and find the music that suits what you're looking for. That's the first thing. Because everything you're looking for is out here. It I is. listen to it all the time. It is. It is. I listen to it all the time, bro. It's, it's, it's some serious R&B out here, bro. Like, I'm talking about some serious artists that you probably ain't really heard of like that. Okay. Same for, same for rappers too. I, I feel like it's it's there. You just have to. It's at a point now that you have to go looking for it. It's not going to just pop out. Yeah. At you. I mean, you know, this is this is how I look at it because I'm in the game. If you're looking for new artists to pop mainstream and and like you said that 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 feeling or that soulfulness or whatever, nine times out of ten you ain't gonna find it on mainstream radio right now. Unless it's something that's already been out on rotation Because it's a politic game It's a numbers game Right So And I tell people this all the time You gotta do your due diligence To go find new music And new artists Because if you're just relying on the radio Or what's popping up on New Music Friday Or the hottest playlist All that stuff is recycled Right Like stuff that's already there Or artists that's already hot And they release something Because That's who they're focused on. They're not okay. focused on new artists. Unless you got one that's like slipped through the crack because they just signed them. So they got to put them there. Okay. It's, all, it's all positioning. Okay, so, so tell me about your music and what you feel you bring to the table that uh, stands the test of time that, that would make people want to listen to you. 10, well, years down the line. Well, my story is a little bit different because um, I came into the industry as a songwriter first. So, um, you know, of course, we, we're both from New York. So, anybody from New York, it's always the music. It was well, the music hub at that time for me, right? So, I was always exposed to it. I was always around the greats, legends. You know, at an early age, so I just caught the music bug real early. Um, I used to go to record stores every weekend. You know, you know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy an album I never heard, read the credits, you know, really, really study the craft early. So once I got into songwriting, you know, more so getting into melody structure, um, you know, arrangements, all those different type of elements, uh, that's when the production came. So I became a producer after that because I wanted to make full songs. And, um, you know, just to see who I could give it to, who can I shop it to, Um, so that's how the journey began and, um, you know, worked my way up the ladder. So, um, once I started doing that, I found myself doing different genres. So I didn't just stay in hip hop. I went hip hop, R&B, then I went to jazz and I went to EDM, pop, then I went to, uh, house dance music, you know, uh, then trap, you know, when that became a thing, you know what I mean? So I wasn't in one box, which that kind of set me apart in itself uh, because labels began to notice that, okay, I'm not trying to emulate what's relevant. Like, 
I'm more so making my own relevancy because my my motto was I'm not gonna chase 50 Cent. I'm gonna go chase somebody totally opposite that is either known or unknown and give them a hit. So now I have a formula that the labels want because obviously it's working. So that's what I began to do. And then, um, you know, once I started, you know, selling records and getting Grammy nominations and this award, that award and blah, blah, blah. Um, artistry was always in the plan, but I'm a firm believer in timing, right? So if I say, hey, I want to be an artist six, seven years ago, it wouldn't have been the right time because I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough knowledge. I didn't have enough experience. You know what I mean? So all those things that I went through with major artists, and what I mean by major artists is, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with like Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown and like Truth Hurts, Arrested Development, like Justin Bieber, like artists like that. So when it came to me, I was actually in a group. Like since 2017, I was in a group, uh, me and another uh, young guy. And uh, we put out one single called Wine For Me and it debuted at number 10 on Billboard mm. as a debut. That was the first time I ever been on a song as an artist. So um, that was like the start. So after that, it was more so, you know, we, we broke up the group. I went ahead and went solo. I've been touring ever since. Um, and, and what my fans would call my music is more dark R&B. So anything that I write, it's from experience. It's from um, similar scenarios that either I went through or somebody that I know went through something <laughs> similar that resonates with me um, or just life stuff, you know what I mean? But I do it in a way that's eclectic and melodic, you know what I mean? So it's not left field. Um, and then I'm still a producer, so I know how to make records. Gotcha. So all of those things was put in the pot. So I'm taking the same techniques that I've learned from other artists and implemented to my own brand. Got you, got Dope. you. Dope. That's dopeness, man. So I, I got a question for him, G. So a, as far as the, the material, the content that you write about, do you feel like it takes you going through pain in order to write the, the best material or just um, anything in general? It's got to be some pain. Say, hey, yeah, like I mean, it, you, you got to go through pain. You know, yeah. that's, that's how you, you know, you got out of the tunnel. Mm. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, a little bit of that, but just experiences, whether good or bad. Right. You know what I mean? I've had both. Right. You know, I've had great success, but then I've had great losses too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, I lost two people in the past four months that was very, very close to me, but publicly. Mm. Rest in peace, ecstasy of Houdini. That was my mentor. Oh, man. That was rough. Right. Rough. And it was crazy because I was with him like three days before he passed It was crazy And then before him um, Bobby Brown Jr Bobby Brown's son mm. Man Very very close to him And uh, you know That threw me for a loop So You know It's Things like that That Put things more in perspective mm-hmm. You know what I mean And You know I write about it Or or You know I'll take something from that And, and You know tell, tell my story In a different way Dope but, you know, I, I kind of use everything, you yeah. know, good and bad. And, you know, just make the best art I can make out of it. So life experience is pretty much the muse. Pretty much, pretty much. Got you. So 
you keep saying the word dark and, and you got this single in the dark. Yeah. Um, what was the inspiration behind that? Because I think that's a different type of dark you're talking about. <laughs> you're talking about in the dark. Yeah. You know, dealing, dealing with, uh, you know, a love interest. Right, right, right. Or some, t- tell us about this song you got, got out right now. Um, so basically, it was a different concept that I wanted to do with this song, right? So basically, it's talking about um, spicing up your sexual relationship. Whether you married or you just with somebody, right? So, for okay. example, you Everybody might listen up, man. Yeah, listen up, listen up. Spice in the bedroom. Listen up, man. So, so basically, it's about let's just say, for example, y'all do the same old stuff all the time. You know, whether it's lights on, candles on, or whatever. So, in this song, I'm saying we gonna cut everything off, pitch black, and all we're gonna do is focus on mood vibes and energy so we can't see nothing all we could do is feel and touch okay because i feel like when you can't see that's when you bring the most out of a person okay because they don't know what's next all they can do is feel so now we feel each other's energy all right so in the song you just speaking on just your experience in general or are you dating somebody that you, it's you, it's not really a personal experience per se, but it's more so like it's more so like kind of in a, in metaphor ways. You know, when you listen to the words, it's it's a lot of metaphors in there, but it's just a different like concept that I wanted to talk about because you don't really hear a lot of people talking about they sexual encounters like that you know what i mean because gotcha. you know a lot of people do the same stuff over and over you know what i mean like yeah. that's why when you hear people say man let's spice it up right yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah i mean i didn't hear some crazy crazy things about how people spice it up you know i, I like the idea of turning the lights off and you know just feeling the vibe you know but then you got the dominatrix people, they bringing the whips and the... They yeah, trying see, to I ain't want to go that far, but... <laughs> <laughs> put the see, I'm not even into all that. I'm not even into all that. I mean, that, that's spicing up, but I guess, you know, you spice yeah, it up. Yeah, that's real spicy. Spice things that's up. real spicy. And then, speaking of spice, I didn't heard people bringing food into the bedroom, oh, you know. Oh. That's... Actually, that's a, a Seinfeld reference. I don't know if you're in the Seinfeld, but that's a real thing. He ain't just pulled out the hat nowhere, you know. He, in, in the middle of the situation, he just bring a whole sandwich. Damn, Yo, oh, yeah, in the sandwich. I, I know about, like, strawberries and shit like that, but you're talking about a whole sandwich. Like, a, like a whole full course? Like what? Like a, a turkey and cheese sandwich. What? 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 Nah, man. Nah. nah. I mean, so I mean, you cannot. Is so, 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 spice in it? So what, is doing? what is he doing with that? I mean, so he's... I mean, okay, he's eating I mean, was he taking a break? He just eating <laughs> yeah, sandwiches. What the heck is he doing with this sandwich? Like, ah, in the middle of the action. sandwiches. <laughs> ah, I don't get that one, dog. I, I mean, know. it's not my thing. That, that's, that's not funny. how I would spice it up. That's but funny. A whole yeah. hoagie out this mug to spice it up. I don't know about that one, bro. Oh, man. I can see some strawberries, some shit like that, some some some, some syrup, you know, some little shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. You talking about a four-course <laughs> meal? Like, I'm that's talking funny. about something with a bunch of crumbs and shit? Like, bro, women like food. It, it don't... It, I never heard that it, one. It's not that crazy. You know, never sure. heard that. I mean, bro, like, I mean, what are you doing? Okay, just say for example, a strawberry, right? You got this small ass strawberry, you got some good cream, you spice some good cream on your good 
or some shit. You scooping the whipped cream off with the strawberry. I get that. But what the fuck are you going to do with a sandwich? And, and, and I guess in an aphrodisiac stating, set, setting where you're trying to like set the mood and have full play and all that, what are you doing with a sandwich? I just don't knock it until I try to. I ain't never did the sandwich thing, but, you know, people do. Yeah, that's, that's the first, that's the first yeah, for me. I, 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 I never heard that one. Nah, I'm not even going to call it weird, you know. I don't like to say stuff is weird. It's different, you know. People I, mean, I, I, just, that's I, I, I just can't see myself eating a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> while we doing what we do. <laughs> What if Yo, your girl dude. just like sandwiches like that? I mean, I never even seen anything <laughs> of the sort or heard it. Okay, maybe not like a hoagie, like a 12-inch sub yeah, from nah, Subway. N- n- maybe not even little, food, the little period. Sam- the little like, sampler joint. All I can see is, like I said, bro, all I can just see is fruit. The most I've ever fruit. seen is maybe some, uh, maybe a banana and some strawberries yes, or something yeah, with some whipped like, cream and a little chocolate exactly, here and there. Exactly, but you talking about. Yeah, yeah, but not a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, cause I'm thinking about that, man. You got you talking about all those That's crumbs, funny. shit falling out of the sandwich. Like, what are you? What are you? Gonna and do what do you that? got on the sandwich? If, if it's mad onions and shit, like, <laughs> Yo, that shit got too much. Yo, I'm there. like, I'm I'm turned off at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like, not the right thing to bring. All right, together, so maybe man. the sandwich is not the best idea. It's I not, don't know. Man. Yo, Yo yeah, you got to be some real freaky. <laughs> So so let me ask you Since you putting these songs out About spicing things up You talking about Things being in the dark um, You know what, what What do your DMs look like When you put out a song like that Crazy You know Cause the, that's what the ladies like to hear They they love hearing music like that And and you know We're sexual beings And especially if you talking about Catering to the needs of a woman Which a lot of women say Well you, you know what See this is how I walked into in the dark because the single I put out before that one was called Goldmine and that record featured Jay Holiday and um, that song is basically talking about praising our queens you know as Goldmine you know as, as treasures right mm-hmm. so we wanted to do that well I wanted to do that and you know of course he wanted to do that just to kind of like put that message out there but also I wanted to show the camaraderie between male R&B artists Cause you know it'd be a lot of a lot of egos involved, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So I just want to x that out. But that was like the walk into in the dark because even though we treasure you and all that, but at the same time we gotta we gotta please each other. You know what I mean? So let's let's find new ways to do that. Okay, so. Back to these DMs, man. What what are these ladies talking about? Cause they always jumping on the fellas, you know how we I mean, we thirsty yeah. and oh uh, uh, I need to <laughs> block this person. I got all these people blocked, you know. But I just want to put it out there for those that may not know. You know, fellas, we deal with the, the thirst too. So we do. You, we do. You probably deal with it on another a level. Lot, just, a lot. Just just give me um, give me an example of one of the thirstiest. <laughs> DMs that you didn't have You don't gotta say the name Or nothing like that You know uh, but One of the thirstiest DMs um, You know you I mean out. a lot of them be Either curious Or A lot of them are just like I don't know They like real bold mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like they real straightforward Cut and dry I be like damn But uh, recently man I don't know if y'all on Clubhouse I but, tried it um, out I 
Okay. But I've been getting a lot of DMs from Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. You know, because you can link your Instagram. So people go straight to the Instagram. And man, I thought Instagram alone was just bad. But yeah. once you get once you get on the Clubhouse and you go in people's rooms and they figure out who you are, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just a lot of like, yo, let's let's link up and find find out what we could do. Or, you know, where you at? I'm pulling up tonight. Or, like, let me find out what we could do in the dark together. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. Stuff like that. So does it, when, you, when these things happen, does it interfere with, you know, because you, you might have your own situation already going on. Does, Man, does look, you, yeah, James yeah. is single and not mingling right now. Oh, like, just, yeah, I'm just, just locked in. I'm locked in, I'm focused, doing what I need to do. You know, all that stuff is available when it needs to be available, you know. But, I mean, you know, I'm not, but I'm I'm still a man at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So, just like any guy, maybe here and there we'll entertain something, you know what I mean? Because we are men. True, but true. as far as anything serious, nah. Okay, so you got this... Sensual kind of love music out there, but you you're not really entertaining a, a a real love interest right now. I mean, you know, there's 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 women that I've uh, took interest to. You know what I mean? But you know, you got to be in the right place for that. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta have enough time for that. True. I just don't have the time. You know what I mean? I would never want to lead nobody on either. You know okay, what I mean? so. That's dope. So you you locked in, you focus. Uh, what would you say is a, a a tip that you could give to people out there that you know aren't as good as you with, with weeding out those distractions? Because that's a huge distraction for guys. You know, they trying to do their thing. They trying to you know put their music out there and don't let them be an artist like yourself that's speaking to the ladies and drawing that energy you know it could be a catch 22 like all right yeah i want to be an r&b artist and put this music out and your dms blow up <laughs> and now you tied up because you got right, all, right, this, right. all this action so right you know just to anybody that's that's trying to make some 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 noise right now with whatever they doing the entrepreneur artist or you know in school or just whatever, just trying to level up in the world, you know, what's a tip that you would give them to, you know, weed out of the distraction or, or distractions, period? I mean, you got to make a decision. Like, it's either, you know, the studio or not, <laughs> basically. See, you know what I mean? I mean, if you... The studio or the bootio. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Stay basically, focused. basically. I mean, you know, if you really just, if you really trying to make it, in this game, you, you, you gotta be locked in. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't no ifs, ands, and buts. It ain't no excuses. Like, you either want it or you don't. You know what I mean? And I had to learn that. So. So it's no real tip. It's just either you want it or you don't. Simple as that. Simple okay. as that. Because I know somebody like myself, you know, if I'm trying to get back focused, I, I you know, go running, exercise. Um, but you know what? I, I say this too. You you do want to deal with somebody that can inspire you and deal with somebody that can support you and like uplift you. You know what I mean? Like that's important. Like now if you meet somebody like that and, and you and you take interest to them, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But if it's somebody that 
they don't really understand what you do. They don't support you like that. They're only around when they want to be around. Or, you know, they don't really, you know, they don't really take interest to what you got going on. It really don't make no sense. You know what I mean? You just, you. You're just wasting time on somebody that really ain't for you. I got you. I got you. Um, is any any other um, just anything musically that you want to put out there to the listeners? Any anything that that's in store? You say you've been touring, and you know what, what's something that people can look forward to in 2021? Because summer is approaching, and yeah. you know the the COVID rules they, they starting to dwindle away. You know everybody. I mean people been back. Outside, but it's about to be yeah, yeah. They about to all lift. the way outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's gonna be a crazy summer because it's gonna be the first time in a year that people can just yes. willy nilly yeah, just it's about to be crazy. Yeah. So so what what do you got in store that's gonna be able to take advantage of this? You know this 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 new summer that we about to have, where people just gonna be out going crazy. Um, man, I've been doing so much, so um. Let me see. So before In the Dark, I put out Goldmine, which which is done really well, still doing very well. In the Dark is in that, uh, the the um, the current single. In the interim, that I've been doing collabs too. So um, I got a um, collaboration out called Night Drive, which is uh, myself and uh, Big Gip, a goodie mob. Okay, uh, that's doing really well. Uh, the music video is out on all DSPs. Um, a couple other uh, major collabs dropping soon. Me and a couple other artists. Uh, I'm in the process of uh, finishing up my debut album that's coming out this summer too, uh, most likely in of July. Dope. Um, so I'm excited about that. And um, television and film projects that I'm working on, uh, working on my documentary, uh, the James Worthy doc. Um, just kind of going through, you know, top to bottom from the start to where I'm at now, you know, my, my life, my career. Um yeah, so just working on a lot of stuff. Word, word. Well, that's what's up, man. I'm definitely looking forward to those projects. Um, I'm into camera work and, and film, so I, the one that stood out the most was that documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I guess tell me a little bit more about that. Is that just, you know, from your starting music or is it starting, you know, is it starting from childhood or how how deep are we going into your life with the documentary? Um, really from the top. Like just kinda showing some backstory of me as a young kid. Um, just before I even got into music like professionally or anything, just showing like, you know, the passion I had for it at a young age. And just showing people, you know, just the background story of it and how I even began to love music and, you know, how I was exposed to it. And then just going, you know, just through the whole story of, you know, how I actually got started in the game and, you know, just that whole thing. Gotcha. And how important do you think it is to tell your story? You know, because that's something you always hear about on social media or, or just marketing these days you know people want to know about the the person behind the brand you know it don't matter yeah. if you got a brand a product a service you know people want to know the story behind whatever's going on so you know wh- how important do you think it is to put your story out there 
It's very important. I mean, you got to paint the picture for people. You know what I mean? You got to give them backstory. You got to give them relatability. You know, show them something that they can't always see or they wasn't able to see. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm doing with this documentary is showing people things that I endured throughout my journey, you know, how I got started, you know, even down to showing some home videos of me, like, singing in my mirror, like, you know, That's singing dope. Jodeci records and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, doing stuff like that just so yeah. I can show them the whole picture. Because I saw, um, it was a little interview with Dame Dash, and he was talking about, um, he was just talking to artists in general, you know, he was like, man, don't put out a music video, put out a movie, you know, and, and this is somebody that was around when Streets is Watching was put out and, you know, he was a part of, you know, Paid in Full and, and he, he's got a, a, a lot of movies under his belt, you know, so when he said that, I'm like, damn, I wonder how many artists understand what he's saying and the fact that he's not just saying that this is, he, this is something that he's done and, you know, he proved that it worked. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you could put music out all day, but um, how much importance, like, if you had to compare it, you know, music video, album, movie, or documentary, you know, which do you think the fan base is going to grasp onto more? I mean, if you got a true fan base, it don't matter what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as it's you know, organic and, you know, you telling your story the right way, it's going to resonate with anybody. Especially if if it's somebody that's a fan of you, they, they're going to want to tune into that. You know what I mean? Because now they're getting to see something they don't normally see. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, Tasha, what's the next movie project, man? What's, what's the... Uh... <laughs> What's the what's the new visual? Cause I mean, James Worthy put it out there, then you got the the the, the legend Dame Dash. Um, have you thought on that level at any point? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? As as far as the whole the whole scumbag uh, ordeal, I was sitting here thinking like, yo, like. Uh, well, actual... t- James Worthy, I, I don't know if he's in tune with the scumbag. Oh no, 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 I know, I know, but I'm just so it's, so as far as scumbag, I'm working on this project called Scumbag Chronicles. And pretty much it's, it's in gist of um, a man dealing with several women, the good, the bad, and the ugly of dealing with several women. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of times you always hear the glorification of what it's like when you, when you got several women under your belt. But let's talk about when you get burnt by one of these women. Let's say let's talk about when you're dealing with somebody else's woman. Let's let's talk about when um, you get that phone call. Yeah, I miss my period. You know, things like that. Like, let's 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 talk about these things. You know what I mean? Like those things that I talked about. So, in light of that, I was thinking because I remember I I, I was watching something where, where Dame Dash actually said that making some type of um, movie, a motion picture for that, as far as the chronicles and the life of a scumbag nigga. Like that that'll be a dope concept as far as being able to come up come up with a visual. I was thinking like how how they did streets is watching. You pretty much had the videos within within the movie. Like the the the, the videos made themselves just from you making the movie, you know? So yeah, I'm I've been thinking in that aspect. I actually have. Okay. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. So yeah, we uh we covered a lot. You know, we talked about a lot. But um we're going to leave it at that, man. This is the unfocused 
and Focus Podcast. Tastro, 1080G. We got James Worthy, man. We appreciate you stopping through, I appreciate you, man. Dropping jewels on us. Man, you drop a lot of jewels. And make sure y'all check out that music. He dropped some music as well. You know, he got a lot more things coming this summer. Thank God I'm focused. James Worthy. Tastro, Scumbag Tape coming soon. Yo, it's coming. We out of here.